Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. your ways, oh yeah, go up to the mountain, and bring the wood, and build the house of God, I will take pleasure, I'll be glorified in it, this is my will for you, oh child, I will build my house upon this rock The gates of hell shall not prevail against it I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven What you bind on earth is bound in heaven Will you build my church? Will you build my house? Will you be like Nehemiah? And build the house of God I will build your house I will build your church I will be like Nehemiah And build the house of God I will build your house Just to put in a bag of holes Searching for much but getting so very little You have sown much but reap so little Because of my house that lieth waste You dwell in your own house But my house is not built this is the time to build my house Oh town I will build my house upon this rock The gates of hell shall not prevail against it I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven What you bind on earth is bound in heaven Will you build my church? Will you build my house? Will you be like Nehemiah and build the house of God? I will build your house. I will build your 
in church I will be like Nehemiah and build the house of God I will move to your house whoa 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 I will move to your house building 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 build the house of God church of God, yeah, like Ezra, Nehemiah, and in the days of Zechariah, and just like Zerubbabel, we'll be building your house, Lord, oh, yeah, I will build your house, Lord, oh, I will build your house upon this rock. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Will you build my church? Will you build my house? Will you be like Nehemiah? Will you build the house of God? I will build your house. I will be your church. I will be like Nehemiah and build the house of God. I will be your house. Whoa, 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 whoa. I will be your house. Building, 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 build the house of God. church of God, yeah, like Ezra, Nehemiah, and in the days of Zechariah, and just like Zerubbabel, we'll be building your house, Lord, oh, oh, I will build your house, yeah, oh, I will build my house upon this rock. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Will you build my church? Will you build my house? Will you be like Nehemiah and build the house of God? I will build your church. I will build your house. I will be like Nehemiah and build the house of God. I will build your house. Whoa, 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 whoa. I will build your house. Building, 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 build the house of God. another um, seed conference week. It's been a wonderful uh, month. 
you know, it's been four weeks already. We want to thank um, Vicky for this wonderful ministration. I was blessed. You know, it's all about building the house of God, building the church of God. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Um, welcoming Lady Pastor Von Guy all the way from Zimbabwe. God bless you for watching. Um, Pastor Kalupe Kamola from uh, Bukavu, um, Goma, uh, so from Bukavu, um, DRC. God bless you, Pastor Kalupa, for watching. It's such an honor to connect with you again. Rich Afari, you also welcome. I'm sure the name sounds like from Ghana. For all the others watching as well, uh, Pastor Stephen from Malta. It's good to see you. Um, Liz, Liz Nakwao, as well, all of you. Chanel Sims, it's always a pleasure seeing you watching. What a blessing. Um, Jackson, Pastor Jackson from Kinshasa. DRC, Pastor Beatrice from Uganda. Kwako Korte from um, Siena, Italy. Wow, I know another Kwako Korte from Laboni. Amen. But um, there's um, Kwako Korte from Siena, Italy. Natasha, Lady Pastor Natasha, Simon from Trinidad and Tobago is watching. Wow. William Corrie from Cape Town, South Africa. God bless you as well. Pastor Jackson Lange from Kinshasa. Also. We are welcoming all the others watching who um, we don't know. Um, you are welcome. Well, I also have, like, like I said last week, when a very important person is celebrating their birthday, you know, it's a, it, it, it takes some days, you know. So um, I have a special birthday gift from Bishop Dag. He was most to you. That is now not me giving you a birthday gift on his behalf. Now he's giving me a birthday gift to give to you. So let's all stay tuned. Call a friend to call a pastor friend, someone who's ministry minded, would want to be blessed. Their church expand to watch the program. And at the point, I will. Um, tell you what a gift is and how to get it. Amen. It's going to be a great blessing. You'll be shocked that um, Bishop Daggy Wadmills will think about you so kindly. Amen. And, and, and it's also to say thank you to all those who love him and have sent well wishes to him on his Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Hallelujah. Well, like I said last week, this week we are doing church planting. Church planting. Church planting. Not if I'm, I am not talking about evangelism. I'm not talking about anarchism. I'm talking about starting churches, planting churches. And I'll be sharing from Bishop's book, Church Planting. Amen. Church Planting. I want to be very clear what the topic is about. It is about church planting. Coming to plant a church, going to plant a church, sending someone to plant a church. Not to go and visit, not to go on outreach, not to this, this uh, week is not going to be about visiting the sick in the hospital. It is not even about preaching. It's not even about miracles. I'm not talking about science and wonders this week. I'm talking about starting a church that will grow Amen. and lead to the salvation of hundreds and, and thousands. Amen. Amen. Look, let me tell you, know, you see, like I said, I know the audience I'm speaking to. And I'm and so I'm intentional 
about what I'm saying. I'm not here to mince words and to try to um, maybe even encourage someone not to backslide. I am not here to make people not backslide. This is not a week about fornication and uh, drinking and smoking. No. We are talking about strong meat this week. I'm talking about starting churches, planting churches, you know, which is what Jesus came to do. Jesus is a church planter. He's the first person who came to plant a church anywhere. He came on earth to start his church. Mm-hmm. He came to plant a church. Yes. And for about 2,000 years, his church has been growing. Mm. Amen. Amen. So we who are like Christ or who want to be like Christ, we should also just follow in his footsteps and plant churches. Right. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Start a church somewhere. Yes. Go, somewhere Go somewhere. Church plant somewhere. Mm. Every church planting everywhere. You know, I think I'm about to start preaching without praying. So I think that let's uh, pray because, you know, this message is bubbling in my spirit. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, please help me to minister the spirit and not the letter. To the end that thousands of churches will be started because of this morning's preaching. Thousands of missionaries will go forth planting churches all over the world. Let this word I preach this week mm. be a good seed good that falls upon good ground. Yes. Let it bring forth some 30, some 60, some 100 full churches. Right. Let those listening to me, I pray, mm. some start 30 churches. Yes. Or through their efforts, 30 churches will be started. Mm. Others, through their direct and indirect efforts, mm. 60 churches will be started. Yes. Others, through their direct and indirect efforts, a hundred churches will be started to the glory of your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Pastor Raquel from Trinidad, you are welcome again. So nice to see you here. Lady Pastor Iraselma from Angola, also watching, be blessed. Sunday Shania in Babazi, looks like from South Africa. You are also welcome. Listen, you know, let me say something that I believe strongly in my heart that church planting should probably be 80% of what all our Christian activity entails. Whether directly or indirectly, most of your efforts, most of our efforts Mm -hmm. should be directed towards church planting. Forget about money. Mm -hmm. Forget about marriage. Forget about... Um, drinking, smoking, all these things. Concentrate on planting. You know, when you go and plant a church and you start a church, it's so difficult spiritually and physically that you will not have time for smoking and drinking and immorality and all these things. They will just fall off because the kind of devils that you'll be dealing with, you you will not even want to expose yourself to adultery. Hmm. They will just kill you, you know. I feel in my heart that the day, because of the intensity of what I do for God, Mm. I feel in my heart that the day I commit adultery, that day I will have HIV and die. That's how I feel that whatever I do will open a door and the devil will come in and kill me. Oh, yes. Because of what I do and the intensity and the level and my involvement in depleting hell through starting churches myself, sending people to start churches encouraging people to start churches, supporting people who have gone to start churches. Yeah. There are a lot of things I do which are secret, but are geared towards 
giving vitamins mm. to people who are starting churches to be stronger. You know, some, some, sometimes I tell people that it is even too late for me to backslide wow. and go to hell. And like, I don't know what I can do to appease the devil, for the devil to forgive me mm. for all that I've done against him. Mm. <laughs> no, it is too late. I might as well press on hard and get to heaven and get some rewards. Mm. It's too late to get Satan to be gentle with me if I ever went to hell, God forbid. Mm. So I'm pressing on hard. I support missionaries. I support church planters. I plant churches myself personally. I send people to start churches. Because really, at the end of the day, that is what matters. And that is what will matter at the end of the day. Amen. Amen. So I want to talk to you. I want to start this morning by talking to you about the mindset of a church planter. How your mind must work. If you are going to start churches. And if you are a pastor, Mm -hmm. how your mind must work before you even become interested in um, sending people to start churches. You see, and, and, and the reason why, you know, I'm also very passionate and strong about what I'm saying is because, you see, when God spoke to my heart, to start these seed conferences. Truly, I must be honest, I didn't know it would have the impact it is having. I have to be honest. Mm. I, I mean, I have to be honest that I'm also watching in awe and watching with surprise at the testimonies we get from pastors. And I can now understand why God told me to do it. You know, I mean, when I hear of bishops sending me testimonies that they are so encouraged that they are going to do visitation. You would assume that visitation is something that is automatic and everybody does. You know, but you see that the devil is fighting the core fundamental and foundational doctrines of the church. And sometimes, God may even choose you to just bring one message to one person. But the effect that it would have, you would only get to know when you go to heaven. Like the Bible says that it is through the obedience of one that many are made righteous. In the same way, one bishop having one revelation about one thing I say may actually even lead to the salvation of 100,000 people. Yeah, right. I mean, Graham says that the day he got born again, he's the only person who got born again at the crusade. They had a big crusade and just he alone got saved. I'm sure the evangelist would have felt like a failure. But through Billy Graham, millions of millions of people have been saved and then thousands and thousands of evangelists have been inspired through him. So, I'm very passionate about this and I believe with all my heart that there are some pastors who would take this message on church planting and preaching to become more encouraged encouraged. in the churches they are planting, more encouraged and stronger in sending people to start churches and then there are some missionaries somewhere who would become encouraged to do more for God as they are planting churches. Mm. Amen. Amen. Jumping straight into the word of God. The mindset of a church planter. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Hallelujah. Amen. Bishop Sunday in Babazi is from Uganda. You are welcome. Hallelujah. Kweku Calculus. Wow. <laughs> Reverend Kwame Kumi, you are also welcome. And everyone watching, please, if I don't mention your name, please forgive me. As we go along, I'll mention your name. Philippians 2 5. It says... Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You see? And then it goes on to say what the mind was. You should understand that everything is based on and is determined by what is in your mind. Mm. How your mind works 
determines everything about you. That's what the Bible says. That keep your heart or your mind with all diligence. Because out of it are the issues of life. The issues of life are the things that you are doing and that you will do. It depends on what is in your heart. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the thoughts or the mind of the diligent, it turns to plenty. It is so that when your mind is working, it determines everything about you. You see, and if you see somebody who is planting churches and is and it's into church planting, he has this mind. It is this type of mind that determines the things that he's doing or that determines the churches that he's planting or that determines whether he's becoming a missionary or not or that determines whether he's financing missionaries or not. I finance missionaries. Yeah. As part of my calling, I send money to missionaries to make them encouraged because I'm a professional missionary myself. I see myself as a missionary also by calling. My, my primary calling, I believe, is to help Bishop Dagwood Mills. My wow. secondary calling is to be a missionary. Wow. Whether I'm going myself, mm-hmm. or whether I'm sending people, mm-hmm. or whether I'm encouraging missionaries, or whether I'm financing missionaries, I'm wow. always involved in missions. Always, always involved in missions. Because I believe that it is probably the most important thing the church should be involved in. I mean, the last instruction of Jesus was to plant churches. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Then he said, when you finish preaching, teach them to observe all things. You, you cannot teach people to observe everything that Jesus has said in one Sunday. It will take a lifetime. So what that means is that you must set up a structure or a system or you must set up a way of gathering people that you have preached to to teach them all that Christ has taught them, which is going to involve your lifetime. Mm. And that gathering of people to teach them, all things that Jesus has taught you to teach them is called a church. Wow. <laughs> That's why it's called a church. That's why he even said that, where two or three are gathered together in my name, that means that you are about to teach them in my name. That is a church. I am there in the midst of them. Because yeah. even if a thousand people gather in a nine club, it is not in his name, so he's, so he's not there. So it is not a church. Amen. Amen. So, so see, I want to teach you about this mind because it is the most important mind to have. It is the best mind to have. It is the most spiritual mind to have. You see, and you should take what I'm saying seriously because about a year ago, I met a friend of mine from the university, you know, and he had also become a bishop in one of the largest charismatic churches in Ghana. And as we were talking, he told me that he had just been made the head of missions in his church. When he told me, the spirit of God came upon me. And I began to prophesy to him. I told him that, you know, the position that he's been put in, God has put him there for such a time as this. I bumped into him. And I told him that my meeting with you is not by chance. And I told him that, start sending missionaries now. Don't think about where to send them to. Just send them. Anywhere the door is open, send them. Don't think about whether they are good or bad. Send them. Once, once they are willing, send them. As they go on the field, regulate them and manage them and teach them and help them to do the right thing. I told them, send them now to where I began to say, send, 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 send. Just send. Don't delay. Send. I told them that the doors are closing. Mm. And I told them that, I'm a missionary, or I was sent to oversee our missions in Asia. 
And I told him that right before my eyes, I could see the doors closing. And I told him that he should never make a mistake. That doors will always be open. That I feel in my heart that even in Africa, soon, the doors to, to countries in Africa will close. Mm. So that we cannot send people on their missions again. I didn't know there was going to be the, the coronavirus. Mm. But I just told him that I feel that soon we cannot even send missionaries to Africa. So now is your time. Send people now. Otherwise, soon the doors will close. And I remember telling him, even in Africa, and he cannot send again. So send. Mm. Yes. Less, less than a year ago, somewhere in August, September. I don't know if he did, but the doors in the whole world are closed. Yes. I don't know whether you would like to go to a country now <laughs> as a missionary because even in your own country you are not feeling safe in your own country how about another person's country mm. a few weeks ago i was talking to a missionary i had sent to one country and he sent me a message he's been there for almost a year for virtually a year just less than a year and he told me apostle i don't feel safe in the country anymore mm. <laughs> feel safe in the country. I said, why don't you feel safe in the country? There's corona in that country, but there's also corona in Ghana. So it is not like you are running away from an unsafe place to a safe place. But see, but, see, but I could sense his fear. It's apostle. I don't feel safe in this country anymore. Mm. Yes. Because the doors are closer. You see, as pastors are bickering over nonsense, mm. bickering over nonsense, mm bickering over nonsense mm. the doors are closer wow. the, the end is near the last harvest is upon us mm. and the pastors are asleep mm. the pastors are asleep the bible says how can they go except they be sent the pastor has to send many people will go if you send them mm-hmm. many people will go if you send them That's right. many people will go if you send them yes. and as for seed you don't know which seed will do well. So send. I told that bishop, send, send, send. I don't think he did. Wow. You know, if you are watching me and you are a missionary, you were sent to a country you are watching me. I want to say God bless you for going. Amen. I want to say God bless you for going. Amen. Your life is a seed yes. wherever it is. Mm. Sometimes seeds take a long time to grow. You know, there are even some seeds, they die. Mm. After a while, you see that they are growing. It's true. I want to encourage you that you did the right thing. Yes. And may God bless you. Amen. Amen. Mindset number one. You should understand that God is monitoring your works. God is watching you. God is watching me. God is watching us. You can deceive man, but you cannot deceive God. The Bible says that every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but God tries the heart. Wow. Yeah. So you may think that you are doing well, but you know, are you involved in church planting? He said, go ye into the world and preach the gospel. Teach them to observe. Are you doing that? Are you going? Are you helping people to go? Are you financing those who have gone? Are you encouraging those who, are, who have gone? Otherwise, you are wasting your time. You know, let me explain something to you. Church planting is in two parts. Listen to what I'm saying carefully. Church planting is in two parts. 
Part one are those who go. And part one is going. Then the second part of church planting, the second part of missionary work, missionary work is church planting work, so let's not confuse it. It is the same thing. The second part of church planting is to support those who have gone. That's right. Yeah, because the Bible says that who, who goes to war at his own charges? Nobody. So one group will go. Another group, their duty is to help and support those who have gone. That, that is the two-pronged approach to church planting. One, one without the other. Many missionaries feel because they have no support. Many missionaries feel and are discouraged because they have no support. I remember when in one of our missions, I was listening to Bishop preaching and he spoke about um, a natural disaster that had happened there. I didn't even know who they were. But as I heard about their, the, the, the problem and the natural disaster that had happened there, I made a series of calls, of phone calls. When I located them, I sent them money wow. to encourage them. Mm. Oh, I was shocked at the blessings I got. Wow. You see, you should understand that they, when somebody is on the mission field, the person needs help, financial help and support. Wow. And you should understand, dear pastor, that as you send people, you should support them. Support them. Otherwise, don't send them. Mm. Otherwise, don't send them. When God sent Jesus on earth, did he not send the Holy Spirit to support him? Wow. When God sent Jesus on earth, did he not raise up people to finance his mission? If Jesus needed financial help, how do you think that the mystery you sent does not need financial help? Mm. <sighs> Understand that God is monitoring your works. Revelations 2.2, 2, Revelations 2.9, Revelations 2.13, Revelations 2.19, Revelations 3.1, Revelations 3.8. God kept on saying, I know your works. <laughs> God said, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. <laughs> I'm looking at you closely. You may not see me watching you, but, but I'm watching you. Look, even on earth, people watch people without them knowing they are watching them. I can see 42 people watching me. I can see it. But only about 10 are making comments. Mm. That means there are about 20 people watching me that I don't know are watching me. It's true. If people can watch me without my knowledge, do you not think that God can also watch you without your knowledge? It's true. <laughs> so, never think that God cannot see what you are doing. Never. never think. Ah, you know, one day the king of Syria was plotting to arrest Elisha. <laughs> a human being, oh, listen, a human being. But everything that the king does, Elisha has a counter plan before it is executed. One day the king said, Look, there's somebody in my bedroom, somebody in my chamber. Everything I say, he goes to tell the prophet. And then they told her, No, it is not. There's, there's no spy here. But that man of God man of God, there's nothing he does not know. If a human being can know what is going on in a king's chamber, do you not think that God can know and see what you are doing? The fact that God is quiet does, does not mean he's dumb. The fact that he's not speaking does not mean he, that he cannot speak and he cannot know and he does not know. For some reason, you see, they asked Jesus and Jesus answered. He said, Who is a wise man? He said, oh, it's very simple. 
It's the one who hears my word and does it. <laughs> who is a fool? Oh, very simple. It's the one who hears my word and does not do it. Jesus didn't say so. We come and tell them to do it. <laughs> God watches everybody in disobedience. Knowing that your day of judgment is coming. When he will catch you at the great white throne judgment. So, pastor, never think that you're not obeying the Bible means that you've gotten away with it. You have not. God is just giving you time. Like prophet was teaching us in the flow service this morning that time is mercy. When God gives you time, he's giving you mercy. Pastor, maybe God has given you time so that you can hear this message this morning or this afternoon, wherever you are, and then start sending people. Start making plans. I mean, as we are here at the Kadesh, we are having very serious meetings about church planting, assigning areas to people. As soon as the lockdown, you are going here. We are starting almost 40 churches. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. In the pandemic. In the pandemic. As soon as it is lifted, within yes. a few days, 40 churches. What are you doing? Whenever you see a church growing, there are, there are things that are being done. Second mindset of a church planter. Pastor Kennedy from Istanbul, you are welcome. Natasha Simon, you are all welcome. What a blessing. Number two, church planting is the key to going all the way with God. Church planting is the key. What is the ultimate thing you can do for God? Kill yourself? No. Give an offering? Certainly not. Pay your tithe? Ah, if you don't pay your tithe, you are cursed. <laughs> what can you do to prove to God that, that there's nothing else you can do for him? That you've done the most you can do? Be involved in church planting. John 21, from verse 19, he met Jesus and Peter and Co. at the lake, Genesaret. He said, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Look. Giving somebody food to eat doesn't mean you are fed him. Mm. Feeding means you are continuously giving the person food. Mm. Giving somebody food once is a donation. We are in the pandemic. You see politicians throwing food at their constituents. They are not feeding them. They are just doing something. (laughs) Real feeding is continuous. It is continuous. So when Jesus said, feed my sheep, he meant start churches to continuously feed them. That is how you can show me you love me. Mm. Amen. Amen. Mark 8, 35. He said, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Shall lose it. You You see pastors losing their life. You know, Mark 8, 35. Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life, look at this. For my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. Let me explain something to you. I'm sure today we will not be able to finish because of time. Let me explain something to you. There's a difference between Jesus and the gospel. That's why he kept on saying, you know, in several places, he said, for me and the gospel, for my name and the gospel. Mm. Jesus is the one who saves us, and it is life that saves, his name that saves. Mm. That's step one. The gospel is the good news. The gospel is the work of spreading the good life, the work of following Jesus and the work of doing the ministry. That is what is referred to as the gospel. So you can lose your life for him, but not for the gospel. 
So you are saved, but you don't work for him. You are saved, but you're not involved in the gospel work. You are saved and just sitting in the church, but you're not involved. Then, you, then what that means is that you've lost your life for his sake. That's all. But Jesus said, for my sake, and then the gospels, you shall now save it unto eternal life. Right. Amen. Amen. So going all the way with God, start a church. In your community, in your home, in the next town, in the next region, in the next country, in the next continent. Start. Start, start somewhere. Start. start. That's why he said, go first of all, Jerusalem, then Judea, mm-hmm. then Samaria, then the uttermost parts of the earth. Okay. Everywhere. Just, Jesus didn't say pray. He said go. Jesus didn't say pray. He said go. Go. He said, and when you go, I will be with you. When you don't go, there is no promise of the presence of God. Mm. Jesus never says you'll be with you in your house. Mm. He never promised that you'll be with you in your school. He said, I will be with you as you go, church planter. And the Bible says that and as they went, the Lord went with them, confirming their words with signs and wonders following. Signs and wonders are for those who go. That's right. Number three. Start churches. Pastor, every head pastor watching me, every bishop watching. Look, as soon as we finish this conference in 30 minutes, sit down and draw a plan for the churches you are going to start. Otherwise, this word has not benefited you. Yes. Make a list. Of the 30 churches you are going to start. Mm. And start assigning people. This person will go here. 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 Number three. We are expected to accomplish certain works Mm. while on earth. Yes. Yes. God expects you to accomplish some works. Mm. You know? And you may eat. Listen. Listen to me. You see? Listen to me. God says I should tell you this. You know? Some of us pastors say, we don't work enough. Mm. I didn't say you don't work hard enough. I said you don't work enough. When I was in India, my church was growing. It was doing well. It was powerful. By the grace of God, the other branches under me were also doing well, powerful, nice. Then one day, I had an idea. I said, no. I can have an English church first service. English service second service then in the evening i can also start a hindi service Mm. different from everything i've done so i started i was shocked at how it grew Mm. i was shocked at even the miracles in the hindi service Mm. that were not in the english service then i had another idea i said no every pastor under me must pastor two churches on sunday you preach in the morning, then in the evening from five o'clock, start another church in another part of your city. Mm. A new church. I was shocked. The new churches also started growing. Mm. Yes. You see, you don't work enough. I didn't say you don't work hard enough. And <laughs> um, please don't don't say I've said something I didn't say. I am I'm, see, I'm just saying that you work hard, but it is not enough. You can add another church to the one you are already pastoring. I remember some years ago, 
bishop died he was not had a camp and he told his pastors who were missionaries that look you don't work enough why can't you have a church service and plant a church in all the villages around your town so on tuesday you preach in this town wednesday you go and preach in this town Thursday, start another church in this town. Friday, start another church in this town. Saturday, start another church in this town. And then Sunday, you are back here. After all, how much work are you doing? Mm. Pastoring 40 sheep. You visit them and they've now become familiar with you. Mm. Yes. Now go out. Start something new. God will bless you. I remember all the churches started to grow. Soon, we had 21 branches. Mm. In India. It was working. So think about this, I, this idea. If you're a missionary, maybe you preach on Sunday morning. Powerful. You have eight, 80 people, 90 people. Let, look, let's be honest. By 5 o'clock, you can finish your work. Let's be Look, stop pretending. Stop pretending. Don't, please, please don't argue with me. 90 people. 60 of them want to go home immediately after. You do some training. The choir rehearsal, you are not part. You cancel a few, ten people. By five o'clock, you have nothing to do. You can stay in church and say, I'm now organizing another meeting for the potential shepherds who are doing the laborium. Look, please. You can start another, a new church in another part of your city. Mm. Pastor Abhishek, you are welcome from India, Pune. Number four, you were created to be more than just a good person in society. God has more in store for you than just being a good person, a nice person, a moral person. Nobody gets saved by your morality. Okay, I know you you are not happy with what I'm saying. People get saved by preaching, not by morality. Yes, number five. You see, God has said that uh, we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained, before you were born, that we should walk in them. He said, and he prophesied of Jesus in Hebrews, quoting from Isaiah, he said, No, I come in the volume of books, it is written of me. To do thy will, O God. Before you were born, there were volumes of books with details about your life. That by the age of 19, you'll be this. Mm. 21, this. 24, this. You'll be here, 26. That is why you should pray only for the will of God to be done in your life. Mm. Everything else will will fall in place. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Because... Because you are created unto good work, because we are his workmanship, created in Jesus unto in Christ Jesus, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. What are these good works? Acts 10 38, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. What were these good? Preaching and healing. All that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. The good works is the preaching, the teaching, the healing. That's good works. Amen. Amen. Number five. Number six. 
Number five. Number something. Every number. Every number. Say every number. Pastor Julius from Thailand, you are welcome. Janelle Bruce. I forgot to say where you are from, but you are welcome back to the show. Always good to see you. Pastor Julius from Thailand. Hi, it's Pastor Mabel. Your dear wife and your children. My greetings to them. Wow. Kathleen, a wife from the island of St. John and Keats. Wow. You are blessed. Amen. First John chapter 3 verse 4. Whosoever commits sin transgresses the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. The Bible also says that to him who knows to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So as I'm sharing with you about the necessity of church planting, if you don't do it, you have sinned against God. Not, not against me. I'm already saved. <laughs> and I've obeyed God in having the seed conferences. And I've obeyed God in teaching on church planting this week. And yeah, on I plan to teach on another book. I was planning to teach on this book, The Determinants. And God said, No, teach on church planting. So when I even came, I saw the book been arranged here, The Determinants. And I said, No, God said church planting. <laughs> yeah. I'm also trying to obey God in what He's told me to do. Number six, the reason for your salvation. Is the good works. And what the good work is the good work of church planting. That's right. You know, that shows that God has started a church. You see, when you start a church, it will involve every other commandment. When you are going to do evangelism, you are not likely to drink before going on evangelism. Let us, right. you are preaching, that people smell alcohol on your bread or smoke. When you are, when, when you start a church, you are not likely to be involved in fornication and immorality. Lest, as you go to a house to do door-to-door evangelism, you meet your girlfriend you are sleeping with there. You see, you see now, you see. When you are involved in church planting, you will pray because you see that flesh and blood cannot make the church go. The day where you fast there, you go evangelism, very few people come. So you say, look, it is by divine orchestration that the church will grow. So you automatically pray. When you involve yourself in church planting, you will do every other thing that is good for you to do. Amen. Amen. Kathleen, Pastor Kathleen is from Trinidad. Sorry, wow. Greetings to all Trinidadians. What a blessing. Number seven. Doing the work of church planting helps you to overcome your own personal problems. Look. (laughs) Life is full of problems. Many problems. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Second Corinthians 4, 7. Says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You know, this is one of, one of the scriptures that really encourages me when I'm down. Because, you know, this scripture tells me that it is not about me. Mm. <laughs> it is also not about you. It's true. <laughs> our, see, our vessels will always be earthen. Mm. What does it mean for it to be earthen? When an earthen pot falls, it breaks. It, see, because it is made of mud. Yeah. So when it falls, it will break. Mm. Your body is also made of mud. When it also you so 
That's why you fall and then you break. So the treasure that is in you is not because you are an aluminium vessel that cannot break. The treasure that is in you is because God has chosen. You know, and you cannot tell God that why has he chosen you. The Bible says that can the vessel tell the potter why have you made me that? God has chosen to use you. Humble yourself and allow yourself to be used. There were horses, but Jesus chose to use a donkey. A horse is better than a donkey any day. But Jesus said, no, I prefer the donkey. donkey. Baby, you are watching me. You feel like a donkey. I want you to know that God has chosen you. God never rode on a horse. He rode on a donkey. Yeah. And God is riding on you. I said, God is riding on you. And if you allow yourself to feel like an earthen vessel, you'll be shocked at the treasure that will be deposited in you. Wow. Wow. Number seven. Ah, I was making a point that because you are earthen, you have problems. Man. Hey. When you're a pastor and you are doing marriage counseling, you see that my marriage is far better than many people's marriages. You see, ah, I thought I had a problem. Not knowing I have no problem. <laughs> you say, ah, I'm living in hell. I don't need to go to hell again. I'm already there. Then, you do marriage counseling. By the time you finish the counseling, you say, oh, God, I didn't know I was in paradise. <laughs> you say, I don't need to go to heaven anymore. I am already there. You see, your personal problems will evaporate it's true. when you take on the yoke hmm. of Jesus. He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. When you take on the yoke of Jesus, your problems become easy and light. That's right. You are able to bear it. Hmm. Because you see that, ah, there's a greater, stronger, mightier, more difficult burden that God has delivered you from. It will only come through you becoming a pastor, mm. through you planting churches. You will be able to take territories and when you are involved in the fight of the kingdom, you don't have time for fight on earth. Many people involved in fight on earth are not involved in fight of the kingdom. Wow. I'll say it again. Many pastors involved in the fights of the kingdom have no time for earthly fights. And those involved in earthly fights, earthly politics, machinations, backbiting, gossiping, moves, you know, trying to undermine people, usually they are not involved in much spiritual warfare. They are not. In most cities, pastors who are fighting among themselves, watch it. Their churches are all small. It's true. <laughs> Very few spiritual gains. Mm. You know, there was a pastor's very senior minister who was being provoked to fight his son. And you know, his son put out a message on social. Listen, don't, don't believe things you see on social media. If you are if you are truly anointed, you won't judge after the sight of your eyes or the hearing of your ears. You, you will discern truth. Mm. Even when you have no reason, you say, no, 
I don't feel that this is the truth. So, he said, he went to see his pastor, apologize. When I heard it, I said, mm, I don't believe this story. <laughs> Even though he said, I don't believe it. Last weekend, I heard the truth. He said, when he went to see his father, his father just said, have you come for peace or for war? He said, not really. The father just got, got up and left. He said, when you are involved in true spiritual warfare, you are really involved in true spiritual warfare, you will not have time. For... Didn't Paul say that he that warred entangled not himself with the affairs of this world, that he may please him who has called him to be a good soldier? You are either fighting in the spirit or fighting in the flesh. There's no two ways. You are either in the spirit or in the flesh. Bible says, walk in the spirit. You shall not fulfill the desires of the flesh. The way to avoid the desires of the flesh is to walk in the spirit. That is why even when the disciples seem to be disobeying their laws and seem to be walking in the flesh by eating corn on the Sabbath and all these things, Jesus said, ah, these are things of the flesh. Don't concern yourself with them. They are not important. They are things of the flesh. We are healing the sick. We are raising the dead. You and you are talking about eating corn. corn. Are you mad? Ah. You know, this morning I was reading something that President Donald Trump said. You know, and I saw that. You see, that's why he's a great leader. They are trying to persecute his Secretary of State or his Foreign Secretary, whatever country you are in for making one of his staff wash his place when he's eating. And they asked Donald Trump that, so what do you think about it? And President Trump said, you know, I cannot think about it. This man is an important man. He may be talking to the president of China to get hundreds and billions of dollars to be paid to America for our tax, whatever. Or he may be talking to the president of North Korea about the nuclear weapons and whatever. So if as he's talking to the president of China and the president of North Korea about nuclear weapons and hundreds of billions, it is he has finished eating and he starts to wash his plate and he asks a secret service agent, oh, please wash my plate for me. You have taken him to court. <laughs> he said, I cannot think about it. I cannot please. I cannot think about it. Finish. I said, wow. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So as he's making this high level talking to president of countries, you are talking about watching a plate. Honestly. But that's how some people are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When you are not walking in the spirit, you will fulfill the desires of the flesh. So dear pastor, Saul, rise. Rise into the spirit. Leave the earth. Stop scratching with chickens. Mm. Stop scratching with empty barrels. Stop scratching with do nothings. Stop scratching with unproductive carnal people. Rise into the spirit. And stay there. Stay there. Leave houses and cars and money and visa and traveling. Where can you travel to now? You have a five year multiple visa to America. Please. What can you do with it? Even if Donald Trump says come, the president of, of your country says you can't go. What can you do with your five-year multiple entry visa to America? Your British resident. You are stuck in your country. Soar into the spirit. There are no boundaries there. That is why I'm mentioning the country from all over the world. 
People are watching me. There's no boundary. There's no boundary. Stay the spirit. Don't fulfill the desires of the flesh. Live fleshly matters. Beautiful. We are closing. Time to close. Number eight. The strength of a church and the force of the anointing of a pastor is determined by his sending capacity. Wow. Not his sitting capacity. Who can you send? How many people can you send? Look at Jesus, the one who is king of kings and lord of lords. We've never seen him before. Yet still, he's still sending us to the end of the earth and we are going. We've never seen him before. Oh well, I have never seen him before. But I've started churches in different continents. He's still sending me. <laughs> that shows you the level of power he has. The level of power. What is your level of power? Hmm. You know, now in the world, it is about controlling people. Some time ago, it was, ab- it was about controlling arms. Hmm. The arms race. He who has more arms wins. Then it became who, who has more money. Now it is who can control people. Hmm. That's why they buy football players. Hmm. Hundreds of millions of pounds. They want to own the person. And you know, don't be envious of those football players, eh? You don't know the quality of their lives. Yours may be far better. They can't do this. You can't eat this. You can't go here. You have to drive this car. You have to live in this place. You have to do this. They have to insure your left leg, this amount of money, your right leg, this amount of money. Yes! They own you. Now the fight is to own people because that's where their authority is. In the same way, dear pastor, what is your authority? It's about who you can send to go and start a church. That shows the authority you have. In the realm of the spirit. What did the man say? The centurion said, I am a man of authority. I say to one, go. And he goes. I say to one, come. He comes. Your authority is determined by your sending capacity. And your sending ability. That is what shows us that you are a man of authority. Mm. Now we have to run fast. Number nine. Number nine. Doing the work of church planting causes you to overcome the vanity of life. The uselessness of life. Huh. Why is it that when they do the happiness index of countries, poor countries seem to be higher than rich countries? Money doesn't bring happiness. In fact, when you are rich, you think a lot about how not to lose your money. Mm-hmm. Sleepless nights belong to rich people. Mm-hmm. The owners of insomnia are millionaires. <laughs> they, they are the owners. But poor people, they sleep soundly. There's nothing for them to think about. The problem of the poor man is oversleeping. The problem of the rich man is sleeplessness. Get involved in church planting. You'll be so engaged that you'll be sitting and sleeping. You'll be driving and sleeping. You will be, look, sleep will come naturally because you'll be tired. Look at Jesus. I was involved in church planting. He was asleep in the boat in the middle of a storm. Mm. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 17. His royal highness Ahiati Obed. I'm preaching from this book Church Planting. You can get it by just texting the phone number on your screen. There's a phone number on your screen. 020-739-8889. Or just text Macarius TV on Facebook. We will get back in touch with you. You can also get a Macarius, the whole Macarius set of 60 books 
as if the countries are reopening their borders and reopening again just um, send us a message on Macario's TV you can not just get this book alone church planting this book church planting is part of the Macario 60 you can get it you can also get a set of 13 new books 13 new books all by Bishop Dag Heward Mills yeah all of them are here you'll be blessed you can get them on well like I was saying I have a special gift for you I'm about to announce it but before we do that I want us to give an offering Amen. I want us to give an offering all over the world. Give an offering all over the world watching me. You can even give just one dollar. You can give just one dollar. You can send it. The numbers are on your screen um, by World Remit. I suspect that there are more people internationally even watching than from Ghana. So you can send by World Remit to 0242 You can also pay directly into our PayPal account send one pound one dollar five pounds one dollar anything that god lays on your heart you can send if you're in ghana can also send by mobile money reverend kwame kumi pastor steven yadon we are watching every given every given from istanbul every given you can pay directly by paypal into macario's office at um, gmail.com it's going to be a blessing to you it's going to be a blessing you know in order to jump back into the message, I don't want to waste too much time on offerings. Just, just take a picture. No, no, no. Put them, the numbers back on the screen. Just, just take a picture with your phone so that when the service ends, you can give. Don't give. It's free. It's free will. Give to encourage us, to support us. You know, it takes a lot to be here and to continue. Every given. Past, uh, Janelle same says everybody should give. So let's obey Janelle hallelujah let them jump back so just take a picture with your phone and then once we go off you can have time to do it i don't want to spend my time on this let's uh, move on good so i was telling you that bishop has a birthday present for you wonderful you see this book um faith secrets it's one of the new books that um bishop died he was has written zooming faith secrets it is part of the 13 the um set of 13 new books. Zoom in, zoom in. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. You are not going to be charged for zooming in. So, just zoom in. Uh, yes. Faith Secrets. Bishop Dag, he was not is giving a birthday gift to everyone watching by giving you the audio book. Wow. Hallelujah. The audio book of Faith Secrets free of charge. Mm. Free. So, just go to um, the Facebook page of Macario's TV um, channel. You see the link there. You can download it for free. Or you can go to my Facebook page, Albertos Mills Odoe-DHMM. It will also be there. You can download it free. Or if you subscribe to my Telegram page, you can also go to the Telegram page, download it free, audiobook, play it in your car, play it on your earphones as you pray, play it in your house. It's going to be a blessing. As if you are cooking, you are praying. Ah! Look! If you cook while you are playing faith secrets, your food will be nicer Amen. by faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. That's right. So, um, as you play it, the audio book, if you are believing God for a child, be playing the faith secrets as you are with your wife, a child will come. Take this as a prophetic word. I said that if you are believing God for a child, play faith secrets as you are um 
having sexual fecundities with your wife, you see that a baby will come. Baby. It will be a corona baby or it will be a fate secret baby. Amen. Amen. Let's continue. We just have a few moments to wrap up. Number 10. Yeah, so I was saying that nothing is... No, just imagine yourself in a coffin because you will be in a coffin one day. Mm. This morning, Bishop led us to pray for 15 years more. And I know that we are all going to cross 15 years and cross 70 with ease. Amen. But whether you live to be 90, 100, 110, you know, recently I read that the oldest woman in Spain, 108 years, had just recovered from coronavirus. Hey. Yeah. But even if you recover from coronavirus at the age of 120, one day you, you will still be in a coffin. And think about it. Will you go with your houses, your cars, your money? Nothing. But what you can go with, according to Revelation 14, 13, is your works. The churches you planted, the souls you saved, they are going to follow you into heaven. Yes. Hallelujah. The Bible says that and their works do follow them. Number 11. When you are not involved in church planting, you will be critical about people who are planting churches. Because, you know, church planting involves a lot. You may see some, I remember when I started my um, second church in Senegal. The first church I ever planted myself alone was the Lighthouse Branch in Eastern Village, a part of Accra. I personally started that church one Saturday afternoon in 1997. No, no, in the year 2000, yes, in the year 2000 in July, I was on vacation and I started that church. I remember when I went on evangelism for the first time in Christian Village and I started the church there and today there's a church building there, beautiful. Wow. The second time I was in Senegal was the third church, the first, no, that was actually the second church, the third church. I've been involved in church planting in, in different places. Senegal, I remember that's how I was there after one year in the French country and everything, I only had 13 members. I was there for one year. It took me six months to start a church in Senegal. But I tell you, try going to Senegal to start a church. There's a saying that if you can be a missionary in Senegal, you can be a missionary anywhere in the world. Wow. It's the most difficult place to start a church, Senegal. 99% Islam. And the 1%, about 0.8% are Catholics. Mm. And the 2% who are animists, they are all in family that are both Islam and Catholicism. It's not a small place at all. So you can criticize someone whose church is not growing. But when you get involved, you will appreciate church planted and support church planting. You will never criticize the church planter Amen. when you are involved in church planting yourself. And that's why when you listen to Bishop Dag preaching, he has a high regard for missionaries and people who have gone. Because you know, when you are involved, you know how difficult it is. You don't no. criticize. When you are not, see, I'll give you a very easy example. When you are when you are watching basketball, soccer, any game, those who are sitting at home drinking Coca Cola and eating chicken as they are watching their match as entertainment have a lot of comments, insults, criticism, and ideas about how the game can be won. But it doesn't look like the coach who is on the field seems to be sharing the sentiments of the critics because he's involved. I see you being involved in church planting. Amen. And finally, you should plant a church because there is a time 
when God expects you to be a teacher. Hebrews 5 12. For when the for, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, Hebrews 5:12. You have need again that one teach you. That would be the, fun, the fundamental principles, the first principle, the basic principles of the oracles of God, of the word of God. And I've become like a baby. What a need. No, people who have been in the church for a long time and are not really progressing and fruitful into church planting, you watch the counsel you give them. It's more about forgiveness. You know, you need to forgive. You need to, you know, you are involved in immorality. You are a married man. Try and stop. And you are too angry. You will even be surprised that this guy who's been in the church for 18 years, you are talking to him as though he got born again last two weeks. Because he is not growing. For the time where he ought to be a teacher, he missed it and has missed it. So he had because he, when you don't progress, you regress. When you don't go forward, you go backwards. Because, you see, if it was only by Newton's law of motion, Newton's law of motion does, does not have Satan and Lucifer and the spiritual works and the spiritual world as a factor. In the spiritual world, if you don't go up, you are going down. Not that you will be neutral because the, because the enemy, the devil, is acting against you. You see, the Bible says that if you don't walk in the spirit, it doesn't say that you will not walk in the spirit. If you don't walk in the spirit, you will walk in the flesh. It is, it is either this or that. Not that it is, if it is not this, then it is not that. You are either here or there. Like God said, I even wish you were cold. You are either hot or cold. Look warm, it doesn't work in the kingdom. Look, look warm is even worse than being cold. Why are you not involved in the progression of the church, the supporting of the church, the financing of the kingdom, the actual physical planting of the churches? You will backslide fully and regress. And become like somebody who has milk, who needs milk, pooping on yourself, vomiting. I mean, you would disgrace yourself. So I want to encourage you as we close. Lift up your hands. I want you to pray to God. Yes, Lord. If you won't do it, don't pray this prayer. Yes, but ask God for opportunities, opportunities. to be involved in church planting. In if you are a bishop, a senior minister with pastors under you, pray to God. For opportunity to send people out. Yes. Send people out. Mm. The Bible says in the book of Acts of the Holy Spirit said that, and as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, mm. the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, separate me Paul and Barnabas for the work well unto have called them. What work was that? Their work was to go out and preach and start churches in Asia. And God is the same yesterday, today and forever. If you are watching me this morning, God is calling you to church planting. Yes. Other serious people can watch me. Yes. If you are watching me, I am 99% sure you are a serious Christian. It's true. You are either a pastor, you are either a missionary. I mean, you are involved in frontline ministry. Otherwise, you will not be watching me. You will not. I'm not, look, it's not my intention to be preaching to new believers. I am not no. preaching to new believers. I know that for you to be watching me at this time, you are a very serious Christian. Very serious. A pastor, a bishop, a missionary. Yes. The only things I'm preaching about are church planting, the work of God, and all those things. So I want to encourage you that decide. Look, coronavirus has shown us that you can even have money, but you can't spend it. <laughs> you can have money and not spend it. So it's not about money. You can even have a church building, and nobody will come there. Nobody. So it's not about having a church building. Not at all. You can have a car, mm-hmm. 
car, there's a quarantine. So where would you drive your car to? You could have houses, but you can only live in one because you you've, you've been locked down. But you can see now that all pastors are now soaring into the spirit. Oh yes, we are now doing the thing that God has called us to do: prayer. Yes, <laughs> keeping in touch and following up our members. Mm. The things mm. that real pastors do is what pastors are now doing. Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands, pray to God as we close. Thank God for the opportunity. We want to ask God for opportunities. We are closer. Ask God for opportunities. Ask God for ideas. Church planting ideas. Church planting ideas. Thoughts of church planting dreams. Ask God to direct you where to start churches. Pray for laborers. More in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Well, what a blessing it's been. I've been preaching from this book, Church Planting. You can just type in Dag Ward Mills Church Planting. You can get it on Amazon. On the um, book's website, Amazon. You can get it from there. Order for your Macarius, your Mantano, your set of new books, everything. It's going to be a blessing. See you tomorrow, 1 p.m. as well. God bless you. Have a fruitful day. And may your thoughts lead to plenty churches being started. God bless you. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.